This week's Talking Simpsons is brought to you by Casper Mattresses, and you can go to caspertrial.com slash lasertime to get $50 towards any new mattress. I heartily endorse this event or product. Ahoy, hoy, everybody, and welcome to Talking Simpsons, where we're coming to you live from a pee-pee-soaked heck hole. Sorry, Chris. Uh, I think I had to say it by now, but uh, I'm your host, Bob Mackey, and there are wolves after me. And this is the Laser Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration of The Simpsons. Who else is here with me today? Uh, I'm Henry Gilbert, and... Buh. <laughs> <Go>. <laughs> And who else? Uh, Chrissy Borden, Antista. <laughs> Dirty wax with a wet noodle, Bart. <laughs> schools don't force you like they should. And uh, uh, here it all. Today's episode is Cape Fear with an E. And it aired on October 7th, 1993, and Chris will tell us what happened on this mythical day in history. <gasps> oh my god! Oh, buddy, this day in Simpsons history, ESPN2 debuts. Uh, and Whoa. Jamaicans make America believe again with cool runnings. Yeah. And oh, CNN candy. debuts late edition, a Sunday news program featuring a scrappy young beardo named Wolf Blitzer. Oh. Yeah. Also a Mega Man X-Boss. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's been made. That joke you has been made. You have acquired gray beard. <laughs> Get uh, equipped with. Get equipped. Boy, that it was that long ago that John Candy was alive and starring in movies. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I thought it was a 94 movie, but apparently it premiered mm-hmm. like right around early October. <laughs> I just think of them for the Futurama joke mm-hmm. where Hermes brings them up of just like in my proud Jamaicans who also were in the Olympics and... Then Fry says, and then they advertised beer. <laughs> and, and then Hermie says, uh, inspiration for the children. <laughs> Red Stripe, right? I, yes. I, baffled the by this episode. I, lo- I love it. I think it's one of the best we've seen so far. So <laughs> Henry and I have a lot of history to drop on you. Okay. I mean, yeah. because this is the true end of the Simpsons first era. Okay. And we'll get into it now. Basically, production season four, uh, production of season four ends with this episode. Okay. And... Nine writers leave, essentially. Some of them have already left, but nine writers are now gone. Start In, in season five, next episode, they'll mm-hmm. all be gone. So who left is John Vitti, Jeff Martin, Jay Kogan, Wally Wadarski, Sam Simon, Fuck. Al Jean, Mike Reese, George Meyer, David Stern. All gone, Why didn't you starting with didn't the next left. episode. Tell me who didn't leave. Just kaboom. Yeah, They're who didn't leave? Gone. Conan O'Brien, <laughs> Bill Oakley, Josh Weinstein. The because, rest are new hires. Because they were signed, Oakley and Weinstein and Conan were signed to deals in season three or four, right. uh, which made them have longer contracts. Mm. While meanwhile, all the season one people or season two had contracts and ended season four, wow. or they were out to buy out their contracts to get better deals at other places and start doing new things. And most of them did go on to work on pilots. The only people who got anything made right after The Simpsons mm-hmm. were Al Jean and Mike Reese. Yeah, we'll talk about that in the rap season four. Uh, we're going to talk more about their post sure. uh, thing. The fate then. of every Simpsons writer following yes. The Simpsons, at least well, from this fo- era. Following the purge. Yeah. yeah. And so, it was a self-inflicted purge, though. And because they're all on their way out, this is definitely, they talk about it on the commentary. John Vitti on his Twitter mm-hmm. also talked about it, that this was just 
pure senioritis like they were just like this is our last one we're gonna have goofy fun yeah we're not gonna care but i've now experienced that like uh, having my dream job and getting sick of it i've watched you do the same thing henry it just it can happen yeah look at my final articles on us gamer i think that's when i threw funko pops under the bus oh that was awesome yeah and so it's the similar situation here vd even said on his twitter of just like they read the script when they did their table read of the script, it wasn't a great reaction. It didn't go over well. And to normally they would have, for this for Cape Fear, mm-hmm. they do the table read, doesn't go over well. And normally old Algie and Reese would have been going like, we better do some big rewrites. <laughs> but this time they said, eh, it'll be funny when Kelsey's here to he's, sing He's it, bending so. his Forget son it. head out. Yeah, I mean, the sentiment behind this episode is, what are you going to do, fire us? Because yeah. I feel like, huh. in a way, they were sort of breaking the show as much as they could. I, and this is the most Family Guy episode of The Simpsons it really I've ever seen. To it the is, point where Matt Greening, so when they screen the animatic, there are jokes in the animatic just for the writer's sake. Mm-hmm. Like it would be, it would be, wouldn't it be crazy if we put this in the show? Mm. There are some of these things that Matt Greening assumed wouldn't be in the show, like Bart with the playbill <laughs> at the end and the Union Jack unfurling behind Sancho Bob Bob at the end. Yeah. But they made it into the show because they were just like, let's just do whatever we want it's because we're crazy. going out. And yeah. it's wrapped in such a specific parody more so than any episode it really is it's a beat for beat parody of a movie that would soon be two years old by this point in time and of two movies the well yes exactly so were were they obsessed with martin scorsese's remake of cape fear well let's cut back to this year's season four's Mm -hmm. halloween episode Mm -hmm. They already did a guy being tied under the car yes, thing because they were oh, so fascinated yeah. that Krusty tied himself up under a car because in the De Niro film, that was an addition for the De Niro film. We're talking about Cape Fear, the 1962 and 1991 films. Both really good. Both They're really both good. Both amazing. Yeah. The, so, both have Robert Meacham. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's right. He plays the judge in the 91 yeah. one. That's yeah. right. Wow. So, God, the, the 1962 one is amazing. The thing they made it in the Hays Code mm-hmm. uh, era, too. But, uh, and meanwhile, the, that's the biggest difference between Cape Fear, mm-hmm. uh, between the Cape Fears. Scorsese was knew he was remaking a classic film, and so he was just trying to modernize it mm-hmm. and then just get Bobby D doing all his, his crazy stuff. That was stuff. before he was Stinky Grandpa and yes. Farting Grandpa well, and Rapping Grandpa. guy every movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is the most... The, the 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 wildest De Niro character in almost any movie, but definitely in a Scorsese movie. Come out, come out, where? But it's it's crazy. And I think as a counselor, result, yeah, counselor. as a result of how bold it is. Like when I I got Sling the cable thing, so I'm looking at things people play every day, and movie channels run this movie. All the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. It still well, really works. And Robert Mitchum is a scary guy. Yeah. Like, he's a very imposing figure. I mean, the remake. The remake they run and all the time. And the remake. So the remake, it just sexes things up mm-hmm. more. Like, the, the stories are both the same. So Robert Mitchum or Robert De Niro, mm-hmm. they are a bad man who went to jail cr- uh, for crimes he committed, but he was screwed over by his defense attorney, mm-hmm. played either by Gregory Peck mm-hmm. or by... Uh, Nick, uh, Nolte. Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. Right, before he was a grizzled hobo. So both... So <laughs> <laughs> Both of them gave him bad defense when they could have kept him out of jail because because the defense attorney knew this guy is horrible. Like face. this guy is an awful man and mm-hmm. deserves to go to jail. But he gets out mm-hmm. and now is out to menace the man mm-hmm. and his family who failed him. Yeah. And it's just him. It's him pissing in the face of the law of saying, "Well, yeah. he hasn't broken a like, law." Technically, yet. he's not. You know, he's and, not in and trouble. Watching you know. it again, it's like. 
De Niro doesn't seem to know what he wants to do with the family other than torment him. It's just like yeah. extreme conditions. It's not as good of a movie when they get out of the houseboat. Yeah, yeah it because extreme conditions like, well, you got to do something now. The suspense like, is like, what is he going to do? Because yeah. right now he's just like existing around us. Yeah. That's uncomfortable. But what can he do to us next? Mm-hmm. The, to show the difference between the two versions mm-hmm. and how they just like ratchet it up some, Robert Mitchum almost gets caught right after he gets out so mm-hmm. he can show what a horrible person he is. He... He picks up a young woman at a bar, Mm -hmm. and they think they're in for a night of fun, and then he beats her badly. Yeah. I think played by but, Ileana Douglas in the remake. Yeah, uh, but so in the original... Scorsese's lady. Yeah. So, so in bit. the original, she's she's beaten and afraid to say anything, though, so she won't name him. Uh, in, in the Scorsese remake, similar thing happens, except like he bites a chunk out of her cheek, yep. just, yeah. to, just to show you it's R-rated. And then... Also, the stuff with Juliette Lewis, like, it's super, real creepy. super it creepy. It is some creepy stuff. It's just the way he the near, like, her teeth. Sucking it's, on her fingers and stuff? Yeah. It's like yes. two years after Christmas vacation. No, no, she <laughs> sucks his fingers. Oh, sucks his fingers, right. Yeah. He's just like, oh, take off your, take off your braces. Yeah. And she's sexy yeah. as fuck. Just, and, <laughs> just want to say it. And so also, the, rules. Uh, there's this great scene where Gregory Peck hires people to, not well, uh, sorry, Nick Nolte, mm-hmm. hires people to beat him up. Yeah. And he beats the shit out of those guys, like, counselor come out come out wherever you are and i remember that scene being parodied on the ben stiller show yeah. version of this where wow. it was eddie munster so, uh, <laughs> one think, of the one of the not so great ben stiller show but the uh, one sketches. that carried over from his short-lived snl career oh boy yes. uh, i just i i don't remember this movie making that big of an impact on people mm. but for simpson to shell their first really off the wall fucking parrot this seems like a halloween it's really like an airplane version of the movie and uh a few more things about the production uh it's a really great commentary please listen to it if you have the dvds because john vd i feel like he's kind of burning bridges and that he mentions that two actors who he does not name Mm -hmm. were not happy with the staff all leaving at the end of season four they felt like they were being like set up to fail Mm -hmm. obviously they they wouldn't fail Mm -hmm. but nine writers are leaving yes simpsons actors i mean yeah they attribute i know that snl attributes like certain writers to writing for certain people but right you think simpsons actors like they thought a writer would well when you know the end only schwarzweller gets more when when 80 percent of the staff leaves who's responsible Mm -hmm. for your hit show you're like well, my career is over now. And it's yeah, that's. I mean, we know the end of the story is better. It, things get better, but mm. why wouldn't you think that? Like, okay, this fad is over. Yeah. Everybody quit. Whoever comes on is going to be terrible, and nobody will like us in the next season. And my golden goose is gone. It, yeah, it, and it, I, it's a fascinating period in The Simpsons where, like, all of these other actors who are on The Simpsons are doing other things. It's not until like ten years in where they're like. I'm Yardley Smith and I don't do shit. Exactly. I'm Nancy Cartwright. I don't do anything else other than The Simpsons. And I think I think mm-hmm. Al Jean or John Beatty, whoever said it on the commentary, had the same opinion where it's like, no one could ever take off after us and mm-hmm. do the work we did. The show's kind of mm-hmm. screwed now, but we have our cushy development deals. We don't mm-hmm. have to work as hard anymore. Let's go off and make our own things I mean, now. they also all quit because like, they were fucking miserable. Yeah, yeah. They, they it talk, was a grueling job. They talk about the very late nights, all of them gaining weight and mm-hmm. not never sleeping. Their horrible place they did the jokes in. Like, we, uh, w- yeah, wait, we were just at a Dana Gould thing yeah. where he was talking about how they're in this horrible place. The Simpsons you right see the room, man. Sucks, it looks awful. And they're talking about, like, we're in the building we bought. Like, the Simpsons paid for this building and they're being told, you're getting too many free pizzas. You, you guys are yeah. drinking too much orange juice, I believe, yeah. was the complaint. Yeah. But, like, That's if right. you see it now, the Simpsons has, like, a complex. But oh, yeah. on the yeah. serious jibber jabber thing, Conan shows you the room mm-hmm. and you he says, the, like, they put decorations 
Jason's in here for this picture because this yeah. room was not decorated. It looks and disgusting. Boring as, yeah. <laughs> so one last production note, um, unless Henry has something else, is that um, so everyone was busy. Algie and Mike Reese were working on the critic. This episode mm-hmm. airs in the fall. This this act three was rewritten by the season five team. Mm. Sam Simon basically came in and helped them rewrite it. Whoa. So uh, like they were watching the show like, oh, this happened in this show. This yes. happened in this yeah. episode. OK, because they just dropped the right. Like, huh. that's how soon they left, because the critic spoilers, the critic will premiere in January, like oh, in January after wow. this. So production wise, they can't still be working on that. Yeah, increase. I'm assuming you've seen how many people are bugging us to do. Talking critic, or critically talking, or whatever. So, I do intend. I would very much like to do at least the first episode of the critic when we get timeline wise to the Simpsons that aired that next to fun. the critic. I at least want to do that with Diana, with yeah. Diana Goodman, yeah. like, and, and Michael, and, and fucking Grim was over here today. Like everybody he's rewatching to. the critic and quoting the critic, and I, I, mean, I forget how much of that stuff. Like it's just as in my brain as Simpsons. Yeah, stuff. there are Same only twenty six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, episodes. maybe twenty two. Twenty two. Two of them are clip shows i haven't yeah, seen so, a lot of the adams yeah. film stuff uh, and uh, yeah but they're they're all leaving the season five people fit like finished it with mm. them which is so weird to yeah think. it's like how the it's it kind of reminds me of those ren and stimpy episodes mm. that they just took from john k and finished with yeah. them yeah. finished and based on the story i do i do have one final thing and oh. i think our season five special should be all the cut uh clips all the cut yeah. scenes because it's hard to squeeze them all into here they're all on a different disc but John Vitti mentions a B-plot that was cut from this episode in which Bob is disguising himself as their maid, which I believe is yes. a plot point in the De Niro version. That is ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. It is De Niro like in drag. Yeah, there, there is no B-plot in this yeah. at yeah. all. I think that's that's why it seems that's why the parody seems all encompassing. Yeah, and it is. And it was it was amazing to then watch this movie. I think this was the first Scorsese film I saw in its entirety because mm-hmm. I would have seen this in like 94 like just renting it just to see it and it's not I mean it's not a good Scorsese film like not Dude, it's, it's not it's really it's, fun it's, it's a really, really fun. super watchable movie but though actually I read uh so I'm really into the books of film history both of them the um uh, Easy Riders and Raging Bulls Excellent and, book, and yeah. the one about indie films of the 90s by the same writer Peter Byskind. I also read a collection of a lot of his articles and he had this one really good one mm-hmm. he was on the set with Martin Scorsese of Cape Fear but talking about the chances of Goodfellas winning an Oscar and he framed wow. it in a way I never thought about which is Scorsese had just made his comeback they're like we all thought this is 91 he's talking about mm-hmm. it or 90 uh, he's like, we all thought Martin Scorsese was finished. The 80s were very bad for him. And we're just like, he's never coming back. Then he made Goodfellas. And this could actually win an Oscar, mm-hmm. which he wouldn't win an Oscar for 15 more years. Well, Dances with Wolves is the one everybody watches every week, right? Yes, but, it's so memorable. Uh, but so this was his follow-up to Goodfellas. Goodfellas was a surprise wow. hit for him. And so they're like, well, take the safe. Like take the safe remake made for Hollywood, and uh, I think what was his next one after this? It was a Casino or was it Kundun? Uh, Casino was ninety five. Kundun I think is a little before that. There was one. There's Dangerous Liaisons. Yeah, oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. right. But I'm a huge Scorsese fan, and I'll say right now, Goodfellas is one of my favorite movies of all time. I can quote it up and down. I know it's not cool to say. It is endlessly rewatchable. Love it. It It's so good. It's it's really good. The AV Club ranked it as the best film of the nineties. People are age. of Pulp Fiction and at first I was like I don't know Pulp Fiction feels like so 90s to me but 
think there's, I like, think there's right. like 18 scenes I could lose from Pulp Fiction. Yeah, <laughs> Whereas I wouldn't cut not, anything out of Goodfellas. Has not aged as well as Goodfellas, I think. Yeah. It's still a good movie. God damn but talk to me about Let's just watch good fo- Goodfellas. Yes. Talking Goodfellas, a 17-part series with him. So, we, so uh, I think wow. The episode now begins. <laughs> I think it was fitting that the final Gina Reese episode started with the circus. Well, I was going to say oh, the, the circus, circus opening. Yeah. Another of the elongated openings because it was a short yeah, episode. We didn't full talk, full uh, intro and circus opening. That elongated it. Oh, couch gag in the last episode was fucking terrible. I had yes. that in my notes and didn't get to say. What it. the take oh, one, yes, take two, take, take yes, three? Yes, they did three yeah. couch gags. That feels like a modern bad. couch gag in, in which the, it is a viral video to yeah. be spread okay. around. So I should have said this in the last episode too. Mm. I had a note about that too. I felt when it premiered that it gave it more gravitas. Like the Simpsons is finally back, and to make up for the lost time, they're smashing you with like four Maybe. couch gags in a row. I think so. Yeah, it Maybe. felt like a bigger deal to me when I watched it when it was. New. I know I, I'm entertained. Uh, shitless when Pixar does a fake outtake thing like the, yes. their billion dollar outtakes yeah that they have to create that are storyboarded and yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah Dave Foley pops up in this Toy Story scene that's an outtake uh, uh, but really yes happened. then to save time or again to fill time mm-hmm. they're watching television yes. yeah oh it's it's almost the beginning of every episode at this point ladies and gentlemen it's up late Miss McBain I'm your announcer Upper Kuppenfuhrer Wolf Catherine <laughs> and here's McBain Thank you. Yeah, theme that's song. Nice. Sounds like it. Let's say hello to my music guy, Skoy. <laughs> that is some outfit, Skoy. It makes you look like a homosexual. <laughs> oh, maybe you all are homosexuals, too. <laughs> this is horrible. <laughs> the Fox Network has sunk to a new low. Oh, man, I have so many bombs to drop on you guys for this. Uh, So Obergruppenfuhrer is a Nazi paramilitary rank. And apparently wow. this is like uh, Wolf Castle's father or grandfather or something. His name is Wolfcastle. Yeah. So but his, his name is McBain again. Well, it's up late with McBain, but they introduce him as Rainier Wolfcastle. It's he so weird. He Wolfcastle two episodes previous yes. anyway. And... The guy's just in a Nazi uniform. And he, I, I tried and to, he like, salutes. He does a Nazi I salute. I tried to pause it and like, no, that's a swastika. Yeah, the, the, on, on his armband. swastika. And but that feels like them being like, fuck you, Graining. We're putting a Nazi A Nazi joke. Yeah. So what blew my fucking mind is Scoey, the band leader, is McBain's partner who gets killed. <gasps> Scoey. Whoa! You're talking crazy, Scoey. I wow. looked at them. Same faces, different haircuts, different like Scoey in the movie has a mustache, oh, but his name is Scoey and he's a black guy with the I same never face. Realized oh, it's all there. I never. Oh my god! Wow. I just like McBain and Scoey cannot be separated. So wow. apparently that was based on the awkward relationship between Arsenio Hall and his band leader. I could not find any clips of this, but that's what it was based on. <laughs> but yes, yeah, Scoey is fucking here. He's not. He hasn't wow. been shot. Wow. He, he's he's still got the live forever boats. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I never, I never got that. I do. I love maybe you're all homosexuals maybe too. You're all homosexuals. His head turn there is more frames of animation than yes. almost anything yeah. in The Simpsons because uh, he's shocked that the audience would would disapprove with his comment. Yeah. Well, well, talking about the animation, animation is amazing yeah. in this whole episode. Yeah. It is a tour de force by oh, Rich Moore. Rich Moore. And uh, yeah. Speaking of people leaving, 
he will leave to be the supervising director Damn. of the critics. So oh. this is his last one too. And then eventually a Futurama he would do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would never come back to The Simpsons. He went from this to The Critic to Futurama to oh, Disney. So uh, one, out, one final thing about this scene. I assumed it was a Chevy Chase show reference, but it was written it was, several it months yet. before they even would have known it would yeah. have sucked. Wow. It premiered around the same time Chevy Chase's show did. So, uh, it was And if a, I may say that, we were all excited and had high hopes for the Chevy Chase yeah. show. No one was rooting for it to fail. People were looking forward to it because Chevy Chase at that point was funny. But, but the critic got in yes. a good shot of the Chevy Chase show oh, yeah. eventually. Yeah. Mm. But I like the... I mean, it's just them knocking Fox again. It's just there. Yeah. I think it's like... Three of the last four episodes had a joke about like Fox sucks. Watch Fox and be damned for all eternity. <laughs> yeah, on Fox. <laughs> and then this one. Yeah. And what I love about the maybe you're all homosexuals too is that joke was done a million times by every band of two band leaders a million times of like oh, you're looking a little uh, yeah. fancy like the loafers like, there, Doc. Yeah. Everybody will laugh at that. But if you were to directly say you look like a homosexual, <laughs> yeah. people are like that's Boo. too obvious. Boo, that's too hateful. <laughs> like you have to have some. Uh, oh, and but a real dark <laughs> joke is that letter to Lisa. Yes. That is sincerely so dark. Girl. Bart and Lisa get letters, and I love that it has different uh, vo's. When, as Lisa reads it. It's from my pen pal, Anya. Dear Lisa, as I write this, I am very sad. Our president has been overthrown and... Replaced by the benevolent General Krull. All hail Krull and his glorious new regime. Sincerely, little girl. <laughs> you got a letter too, Bart. I'm going Listen to up. kill you. <gasps> Okay, there's a debate raging behind the scenes at the Talking Simpsons studios. There's a, we we had we came to blows, I think, before Where, this episode. I wanted, to, I meant to like, I was going to rewatch both films because I just felt like it knew this was coming, mm. but I didn't have time. Yes, uh, but like, I'm pretty sure Scorsese, Scorsese used the same music from the original Cape Fear because he's a big movie nerd. Mm. Yeah, and and. So, like, should I rewind that? Well, um, I, I can tell you, uh, the Sideshow Bob theme is bum, 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 bum. But the Bernstein theme from Cape Fear is bum, 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 bum. Yeah, let me see if I can cue that up. They're again. just different enough to be legally different. And Bernstein is not uh, named in the credits at all. So I feel like yeah. they, they did do a sound alike. So there's no, there's not a credit to, um, oh my God, what's his name? We just had it open. Uh, Bernard, Bernard, Bernard Herman, Herman. Sorry, not Elmer Bernstein. Bernard, Bernard Herman, Herman yeah. uh, the Cape Fear theme. This they is, actually say Elmer Bernstein in the commentary, which is why I was confused. Oh, wow. That's the original. This is the original Cape Fear uh, theme from what? 1962? 62. Yeah. So you think this, yeah. is, this is not being used in right. this episode? It's, it's bum, bum, so You just bum, heard that. Bum. Let's hear the other one now. Yeah. Oh. Uh. So Herman is bum, 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 bum. Sideshow Bob is bum, 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 bum. <laughs> it's yep. that easy. I'm not even a musical ding, guy. Ding, 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 ding. It's not the same. Not at all. I mean, well, 75% of it's That's the same. That's the uh, Cape Fear. I, I don't know, but it, but I ha- if you do check the credits, they te- they would have to credit yeah, and Bernard I, Herman if it was the same song. And I think it just passed off like, oh, of course, it's the, it's the theme from Cape Fear. This but is it's not a it's Fox really movie. Not. It's, a, it's a universal movie. Yeah. They would have had to acquire the rights. 
Well, and it's hardly the first time they've rewritten a song to mm-hmm. be like close to yeah. it. I mean, that Golden Slumbers thing from the clip show is so close. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. it's almost like this, where it's like you could just no. You're you're right. I'd never yeah. noticed that. So. You're right. Maybe they could have so, snuck it past bum, me, bum, but it still bum, sounds bum, a fucking same. Bum, I swear. Bum, I don't bum. hear the difference. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. I just sang it nine times, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Bart doesn't know who. But the so ever, that theme what? became Bob's theme. It did. This episode would define Bob. Now then, he only wants to kill Bart, right? So they and put, even if even if you're just listening to this show, Sideshow Bob appears every couple of years, mm-hmm. every two years, and this is the first episode Kelsey Grammer appears on when he's on Frasier. And I, I wanted to find some amazing revelation there, but uh, the odds are Kelsey Grammer didn't think Frasier was going to be one of the longest-running sitcoms ever. This was likely recorded before Frasier deb- debuted. It debuted in the, in the fall of 93 Probably, with this it's, episode. It's just like I, I, I feel like Sideshow Bob is just used just enough all the time. And it's, I remember it, talk of the time like Frasier. Why would you choose that character? Yeah, why not yeah, yeah. Sam why or would you do Woody? A spin- yeah. Why would, why or, Kelsey or Grammer George went. Or Norm, yeah. Kelsey Grammer, why would you do a spin-off? Ick, those never work. Uh, but Yeah, which Jay Cogan and Wally Waldarski would later go on to work on. But the mm-hmm. uh, but that theme became his thing and this also did change Bob quite a lot. They mm-hmm. bring him on the commentary that this was the first one that wasn't a mystery, but that's not totally true. This first act is a mystery. A bit. But it's not a mystery in how Black Widower or Krusty gets busted was. They said it saved them time and made them like write more interesting scenes because there's no there's nothing to set up. There's no mm. clues to place. It's just all suspense and like mm. terror and jokes. When will it happen? Yes. Yeah, though, well, none of them work like mysteries after this. The closest thing is the Cecil episode where... You're just doubting that Bob really has turned. Yeah. But, uh, that episode just turned 20 years old. No, 30, no. 2010, once again. And Sideshow Bob Roberts is... The, it's just the intensity of, like, can he... he will he become mayor? Really? Like, it's stuff like that. <laughs> I want but, to talk about it. But the... Uh, yeah. Uh, though him making the note of, like... Buy corn holders. Where is he going to get that in jail? I mean, come on. I like how they like, zoom in on that and the blood is dripping down. Yeah. It's a very sinister corn holders message. Yeah. So this was another weird thing about watching it live mm-hmm. uh, when it originally aired. I was struck by the mystery. When it is revealed that it is Bob, I'm like, wow. No, no, but my mom and brother Sam were both just like, once it was revealed and I was shocked, they were like, well, we knew it was in it. It's been all, in all the commercials. I think it was, I was yeah. Gonna, do you not I remember, hate that shit. Do you not remember I, I the, how the promos closed? Because I remember it vividly. No, what I joke, didn't what watch it. What joke him. was it? It was uh, Driving Through the Cactus Patch. Oh, okay. That's, that was the the majority. They showed the under the car thing. And the but that's terrible because the entire first act is made to end on the reveal of Bob. He doesn't talk for like yeah. the first eight minutes of the episode. Exactly. It takes a while to, before you hear Kelsey Grammer's voice. So, but Bart's getting threatening letters. He's getting threatening letters, and like, who would hurt him? And I, I this this line, and and the most, <laughs> I don't normally notice the ADR the, oh, that you guys do, but this, this is, one is of the, so apparent and awful. The most infamous ADR case, I think. It's, it's basically worst. three frames of Grandpa with no change in expression. I, it's not even a great joke. It's not. Really. I think it's all the season five guys. Mm-mm. But who'd want to hurt me? I'm this century's Dennis the Menace. It's probably the person you least suspect. <laughs> That's good, Dad. <laughs> I say we call Matlock. He'll find the culprit. It's probably that evil Gavin McLeod or George Cooper Lindsay. Grandpa, Matlock's not real. Neither are my teeth. But I can still eat corn on the cob if someone cuts it off and smushes it into a fine paste. Now that's good eating. Jesus, that line has Conan written all over it for some reason. Yeah, it, yeah. it really does. I I do like the implication though, of like 
That was who Matt Lockwood face would be other people from his generation of yeah, television. The guy who played Goober. Yeah, from Andy. Goober Pyle and Gomer Pyle are different. They are. Yeah. And don't so, you dare mess them up. I will go, when Gomer left to get his own show, then they elevated Goober to fill it. And mm. uh, I I got to tell you, I read Goober Lindsay's biography. But that, <laughs> that was what? because... So, How old are you? I read it because the news radio, if you mm. love uh, commentaries mm. that tell all... Get every season of news radio because they tell oh, every yeah. story. You mentioned that before. Paul Sims. Paul Sims. You said is, he like he is he is on a bridge burning world tour. He doesn't care at all, and he's also like getting the enjoyment of Joe. I'm going to have a commentary with me, mm-hmm. Joe Rogan, and Andy Dick when he knows Andy Dick really hates Joe Rogan. He's but he's making Andy Dick pretend to like him. And I've and, seen Andy Dick on podcasts where people are like we now need to legally protect you and you have to be quiet <laughs> because <laughs> you're going to say something to get you in trouble. Yeah. Anyway, on the show they talk about how they. In multiple po- episodes, they talk about how they fell in love with George Goober Lindsay from reading his biography about <laughs> what it was like to be an unf- like a marginally famous person in the mm-hmm. '60s, and it starts with a a forward by Ernest Borgnine wow. telling the story of how George Goober wow. Lindsay stopped him from committing suicide once. What? Like it's it's amazing. That's uh, so, what insight could he possibly have? If there's anybody who should have killed himself, <laughs> George Goober Lindsay is like, hey, you're better off than me. You you were an Oscar nominee a movie it, right before that was the reveal that homer has a tattoo on his butt that yeah. says wide, wide load, load never seen so again Ma- a lot of magical tattoos i did episode. i did how was, did bart get, the, get that tattooed on his butt i really I mean, want to know Homer passes out quite a lot he that's true out this so i was episode. more wondering the dvds are great about including um multilingual uh localized versions of the simpsons mm-hmm. do they replace the word on homer's ass in every territory i think like someone will will read it or it'll be in, a subtitle yeah. on the screen I would if think. that exists as a different piece of animation i gotta see it because wide load is so american it really is yeah and, yeah i also love that homer wrote i kill you scum, I kill you scum. To, and just showing how wacky the episode gets this is the most spontaneous haw haw ever nelson has no reason to be there yeah. he is not referenced another time and it's just he's there to do it it <laughs> It'll get worse in season five, and by worse I mean better, when <laughs> when Bart is getting laughed at through a ha-ha of a mental projection yeah. by Nelson from when he overdoses on squishies. God damn. But uh, we'll that really came there. to define him just, around this I'm, time. I'm basking in how much I love doing this show. We just stopped talking <laughs> about an Andy Griffith side character. Uh, but now we have to Which bring one? it over yeah. to the safaris. Uh, who make an appearance in The Simpsons. And Again, I, oh, you're yes. right. This is still a mystery. Like I, I watched this episode knowing who who was going to be on screen, but they don't reveal it for a while. All right, this is dedicated to Bart Simpson with a message, I am coming to kill you slowly and painfully. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the 1963 song Wipeout from the Safaris, which would be uh, popularly sampled mm-hmm. in the Fat Boys Wipeout. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that. Only that guy could do it, and then he died. <laughs> that was. I did a great job. <laughs> you almost here. died doing it. I'm still here. I, 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 the animation of Bart slowly moving back under the covers is great, yeah. too. Great animation throughout, especially with all the Bob scenes. Totally. Yeah. And all the scary scenes of, like, Springfield townsfolk who the... Again, I, I wasn't capable of yes. accepting the misdirect because I knew who it was. <laughs> it's so But if I fun. didn't, it's, it's, it's amazing. This is... All right. I love these Conan jokes. Conan O'Brien has talked about so many times how much he loves doing these jokes of like, Anderson? Yeah. It was this good? 
May I agree? It is. You're right. That he loves these trucks, and so they do three super, super bad ones in a row. Yeah. It's great. Say your prayers, Simpson. Because the schools can't force you like they should. <laughs> Ma, these new finger razors make heads trimming as much fun as sitting through church. <laughs> All of these scenes Freddy Krueger Flanders, man. They're, they're really Kruger great. Yeah. I'm going to dress up Edward, as that for next Halloween. It's Freddy Krueger into Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. yeah. And also, I love that he pushes up his glasses with, with the, the blade. Razor. Nice little so touch. Good. And all of these scenes were built in to pad out the story because it was not long enough. This mm. and, the, and the rake jokes. Which, these which three is scenes. Like, I capture the sound like... That's astoundingly long. It is. You know, yeah. Like when there's no picture. So, it looks like a couple things repeat. I love, but, I love all the like, I'm going to get you, Bart's. And uh, you're going to play my murder victim, Bart's. <laughs> you're, you're going to be my murder victim, Bart. An, another threat on Bart's life. Oh, you got uh, it. Was cool. not to be. You're going to be my murder victim, Bart. In our school production of Lizzie Borden, starring <laughs> Martin Prince as Lizzie. Forty wax with a wet noodle, Bart! <laughs> so, so I, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm giving 40... That's my line of the show. 40 wax that's with a wet noodle, joke. Bart! So yeah. Lizzie Borden was a real-life person who was accused of axe murdering her mother and father. I heard Lizzie Borden took an axe, gave her mother 40 wax. But it was yes, created with an, into an opera, yeah. A 1965 and, opera, mm-hmm. so that's another one lost to time that I feel like we saw a ton of references by people who grew up in the 60s making to Lizzie Borden. I, just, yeah. I think this show and The Simpsons just proves there's no lost reference or material at all if you remember anything it'll become valuable some at some and point in a few weeks she would be on the jury of the damned that's right oh, yeah wow. and oh, god i can't wait for that episode uh, the no. best animation um, in the history of the simpsons well, speaking of lost references when marge goes to the cops mm-hmm. in wiggum it's exactly a scene from cape fear like well really not is. breaking yeah. any laws when he says i'll take I'll take uh, advice from Ma Kettle. Ma Kettle and Pa Kettle were a pair of yokel hillbillies yep. in comedy films of the 40s. Yeah. Like serials, right? Yeah, yeah, serials. And like Ma Kettle was the same in every How, film, but uh, they did, replaced Pa Kettle at one point. The Simpsons writers would have been in like their late 20s, 30s. And like, would they, would they really have known Ma really, and Pa Kettle? I've. If the the really 60s TV ones. was a wasteland, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, 60s and 70s TV. I could totally see them replaying all those films on TV then. And and then it's super random, but it is funny of the squirrels in the pants for gambling. Yes. Like, But it just, that is such rando humor nah, nah, just boy. to fill time. Like, uh, squirrel pants. Bleh. It is very monkey cheese humor yeah. of this era. But animated beautifully. It is. It, I it, love would, the be, squirrels it would be a around. much worse Simpsons joke in a modern Which would yeah, later so. be a big hit on the Disney show Phineas and Fur of Squirrels. Squirrel in my pants song. Is, oh no! Uh, All the kids love it. It did. It did happen to me once. I love telling that story. Yeah, I just walked into my friend's backyard and a squirrel ran up my pants ah! and onto my shoulder. Oh, and but I, on the outside of your pants, not the inside. No, both. And then oh. I, I, I grabbed. He ran up my shoulder and I grabbed him by the tail and threw him to the ground as hard as I could. Oh, oh my god! And my friend's mother. It was, dude. It's it hurts and yes. it's frightening. Yeah. yeah. And and I and my, his mother ran out and yells. No, lucky. And like it was a domesticated squirrel that just like would run up people's shit. And, and like we became good friends, and he was fine. Okay, okay all right. good. Uh, I was about to say, cry at that story. There is a Ray Stevens song about this, I think. But it's li- <laughs> it's literally the the coolest squirrel I ever met, who had no right to forgive me. Wow. And, uh, uh, yes, lucky. That, I what still a remember saintly you. Saintly squirrel. Man. I still remember you, but I don't remember Linda Levin. I had to look this up. Bart, I figured it out. 
Don't. Who's someone you've been making irritating phone calls to for years? Linda Lavin? No, someone who didn't deserve it. <laughs> Hello, Mo? We know you're the one behind this. So knock it off or we're going to the cops. No, no, I'll take care of it. <laughs> okay, it's over. Get him out of here. <laughs> Releases a fleet of pandas. Yeah, this I like is, into the yeah. streets. So he says good. he says on delay to chi- on delay. Chinese pandas, yeah. presumably Chinese pandas. It so is good. the first Mo does illegal every illegal thing yep. that happened in Mo's bar jokes. Yep. It's the first of those. It, it's it's Springfield's like civic center of trafficking. Yes, yeah. It, so Linda Lavin. Linda Lavin. I looked. At, she's I the star of Alice. In like I have very few like prolific vague memories but my this is what my mother watched she watched yeah. Alice the show Alice I only I, know Alice through the, uh, the state sketch where Michael yes. Showalter can only say kiss my grits male my mom yes. watched that and Kate and Allie and like mm-hmm. I just have all these visual memories with no sound so I actually watched uh, as somebody who liked mm-hmm. to watch TV all mm-hmm. summer and not uh, be active I did too uh, there were a couple summers where E E uh, would get in the mm-hmm. business of getting things that Nick at night wouldn't pay for oh man I did I think <laughs> I think and, I watched a few Alice's on and so e. Alice was on there as was um, uh, this is it this this is life Just, the one you get so going to me there's nothing one more day at a time one day at a time there's there nothing go. more iconic to me than the the fucking guy in the blue waitress leisure shoot with the big mustache yeah. <laughs> on Alice yeah. like and I don't know his name and I don't know who he is but it's what I remember I grew up I, I grew so up watching him it was the sitcomification of this another Scorsese film mm-hmm. Alice doesn't live here oh, anymore wow. which is a much darker film Film mm-hmm. than the than the sitcom. Linda Levin was a star, and she's also famous for Broadway. Mm-hmm. Now, if you go to her wiki page, you wouldn't understand why Bart would be mean to her. I didn't. I, I, still I don't. will now tell you why my Ooh, well, my belief of this is. I think it goes into the same place as there are multiple mean things at Mary Tyler Moore. R.I.P. Oh. This was Damn. writers attacking an actress who wasn't nice, and. It was, oh. I, I looked this up on, believe it or not, there are, of course, there's everything online. There are Alice fan blogs. No. And, oh, my God. And there was. Well, I know what, from Laser Time, there are no Mike and Molly fan anything, so, <laughs> so good for Alice. It's come to this. <laughs> so when I searched Linda Lavin hate, it talked about how wow. Linda Lavin had, at least according to these super fans, Linda Lavin was having a lot of problems with her co-stars because she felt they were overshadowing her by being funnier or more likable and she would try to harpoon them or get better wow. lines from them and okay. that is partially why the Kiss My Grits lady left this show mm-hmm. too because she's like, I'm out of here. And so, But there was a secondary actress on it that uh, that also was much more likable than Alice. Like, Alice is the main character. She's not as fun as the mousy waitress or the sassy one. Man, if you, and if so, you the, me at like nine years old, I would have thought Alice is the biggest show in the world by how yes. much my mom loved it. It ran for like nine years. It did. Too, it did. Like, late, late, like mid 70s to mid 80s. But it, you're right. It didn't make the Nick at Night train. So, like, no, I never caught it again. But so, I this is my theory based on those stories that she was mm-hmm. not a great person to work with and that and sitcom writers tell yeah, each other everything back then. It mo- been yeah, like, most yeah, she Simpsons writers had like were in that writer community before mm-hmm. they started writing for animation. So yeah, sorry to if I'd be smirching the great <laughs> name of Linda Lavin and those and those forums are wrong, then I'm sorry, but uh <laughs> I love her acting. I don't know if she's like not a good Get person. Get it out or now not, because but... as we do research for shows like this in thirty twenty ten, uh one of my 
the best resources for like uncorroborated information is the IMDb message boards, and they are ah, going closing away. down. They have, they have, oh my god! They no. have they have saved thirty twenty ten because they have links and information wow. that the rest of the internet does not it's have. Like twenty years of messages. Yeah. IMDb can't get rid of those. Yeah. I would like why? No. Why do people bother get, getting rid of forums anyway? The Simpsons will be right back. Hello, Talking Simpsons listeners. I hope you have a good sleep surface in your life. And in case you don't, we want to encourage you to check out Casper Premium Mattresses. That's right. And you can go to caspertrial.com slash lasertime right now and get $50 towards any new mattress. Casper mattresses combine high-density memory and premium latex foam to create a sleep surface that contours to your body and keeps you cool and balanced throughout the night. So not only has Casper been trying to research and innovate all things in the science of sleep, it can do that most importantly, by giving you a much cheaper mattress. I don't know if you've been mattress shopping at any of those big box stores, but Casper mattresses start at just $500. And in case you didn't know, that is like a quarter less than the cheapest mattress you'll find in any store, around me anyway. They have everything from twin to California king. They've got the size that you need. And guess what? You don't have to take my word for it. You can try it for free. Sleep on it for a 100-night risk-free trial. And if you don't like it, Casper will come pick it up, dispose of it, refund your money. It'll be like it never even happened. So if you're in the market for a mattress, why not give Casper a shot? And you can do that at caspertrial.com slash laser time and get $50 towards any new mattress purchase. Thank you, Casper. You like Laser Time shows? Then you might like Bonus Time, Laser Time's weekly bonus show exclusively on patreon.com slash laser time. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. A couple weekends ago, watched like 75% of the pacifier with Vin Diesel. This is really weird. There is like a 10-minute segment of the movie where it tries to convince you that one of the kids that the cat, that Vin Diesel is watching, and this movie came out like six or seven years, years ago, ago. Uh, one of the kids is a neo-Nazi. The pacifier, Vin Diesel, gets called into the school, and the, the principal, and he's like, uh, I found this in your son's locker, and it's a Nazi armband. <laughs> he's got bleach blonde hair, so you're like, holy wow. shit, this kid's a racist now. Like, two scenes later, mm-hmm. Vin Diesel, the pacifier, trails him uh, to what turns out to be practice for The Sound of Music. That's what that's the that's the reveal, which is like oh my one. God. Why are you bringing your not Nazi armband to school? Why is that? Why are you taking that anywhere outside of your play performance? And even if you're seeing this on a, on a regional play. Do they need the Nazi armbands to really sell it? That's something that clearly predates this, the day of social media. Because any play or musical, no matter how harmless yeah. that involves Nazis, is not going to happen. Or, excuse me, wouldn't have happened before November of last year. And I, um, well, I should also mention that The Pacifier is a Disney movie. Oh, so yeah. there's a slub, subplot about a kid being a neo-Nazi. Was The Rock in the one called The Tooth Fairy? I think so, yeah. Okay. I don't know if they're Nazis in the next 17 yeah. We were talking about that in 302010 uh, in an upcoming episode. We'll talk about a Disney movie mm-hmm. with a shitload of gay panic. Only 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And I now like, pronounce you Mickey and Donald. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I now pronounce you Elsa and Anna. It also has incest. <laughs> um, get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly full-length, uncensored, and ad-free Patreon-exclusive podcast, as well as weekly full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, physical rewards, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at patreon.com slash lasertime. Starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. (laughs) 
Some of the greatest animation the show's ever had was the pan across the city to the uh, to the prison mm-hmm. to reveal it's Bob. It's, I, it's really, really good. Bart but... going, but who, who, pan, and then two Bob laughing. It's Great so music, great. too. Yep. Act one ends with one of my favorite lines that is echoing through my brain to this day. <laughs> when Bob passes out from writing uh, to Reader's Digest, yeah. Life in These United States, and Snake says, use a pen, Sideshow Bob. Yeah. I think of that line and sometimes say whenever someone is doing something impractically. So I've said that out loud many times and people would go, what? It's like, well, you know, Cape, okay, no, never mind. No, Bob. Use a pen, Sideshow Bob. I, I, I'm sad I didn't get the bond here. I was trying because I love the whole Bob parole scene. Yeah. And I think that is probably the most fertile ground for Simpsons comedy, the excuse you can get to get Bob out of jail. And the yeah. blue-haired lawyer is yeah. great. He has so him? many great poses. Yeah. Oh, man, his poses are amazing. Yeah. Rich Moore did not need to do that work, and it's mm. it's great. Next up for parole, Bob Terwilliger, a.k.a. Sideshow Bob. Take care, Snake. May the next time we meet be under more felicitous circumstances. Gah? Take care. Bah. Sideshow Bob has no decency. He called me Chief Pigum. (laughs) (laughs) Now I get it. (laughs) Sideshow Bob tried to kill me on our honeymoon. How many people in this court are thinking of killing her right now? Be honest. <laughs> <laughs> All the hands go up, including uh, Selma's. And, and a reverend. And like, yeah. and, but and not Reverend Lovejoy, just a uh, clergy member. One, but. one of several jokes implying either Patty and or Selma is a man, actually. <laughs> there, yeah, you know what? That, this was the first time that hit me. Like, she leaves the toilet seat up. Uh, yeah. Again, implying, like, does she have a penis? Ugh. And there's there's a there, that's one of two... Um, there's a Less later sensitive to trans people jokes. There's a later joke about when they redo the church and, and either Patty or someone likes it because oh, there's yeah. ice in the urinals. And That's you're like, right. yeah. okay, guys. That's a Midwestern thing. That was so awesome to see. Ice in the urinals? Yeah, it turns peeing into a game. Gives you something to do. Yeah, it's amazing. I wish everybody did it. <laughs> uh, but I like that they stuck to the Selma continuity. They had to, they could have had Krusty come in there, but I guess they, they didn't. It's weird to not well, see yeah, Krusty. Krusty's not here at all. Yeah, yeah. This, but it's also Krusty weird that, like, free one. that testimony only has uh, somewhat. <laughs> It's so, so, like that's the only thing he's done. Mm-hmm. Like, well, he framed Krusty, and, fra- but and then he framed tried Krusty, to, yeah, which yeah. is not a lifetime mass murderer kind of uh, like attempt murder. Though the Selma episode defined yeah. him as Bob as who he was. Well, yeah. as Bob said, mm-hmm. once the Democrats get back in office, he'll be back on the street. <laughs> all with my all criminal, criminal buddies. buddies. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and we have the immortal lines: uh, "The bar, the mm-hmm. and yes. no one who can, no one who speaks German can be an evil man." So great, so great. A second. A second Nazi joke in the same episode. It's, it's, yeah, because and, the, the long because the, the most. I mean, I think the most iconic scene in the original Cape Fear is the movie theater sequence. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, and, uh, oh wait, pee pee soaked hell hole. Pee pee soaked hell hole. Pee pee soaked heck hole. I my theory is that was a Merkin replacement. The mouth movements were a little off, and Merkin especially really hated the Fox censors mm-hmm. and being censored censored ever or being told like you can't say this line so having a character say hey your urine so tell yeah. whole thing is that bums us out could you say a different thing like that but my parents loved the bart the like yeah. my mom the thought bar- that was so it's really one of those things i quote all the time i didn't it taught me that die means yep. the in german i know one word in german because of the simpsons <laughs> but uh the I, the iconic scene of uh de niro in the movie theater because oh, like yes. it just opens up with this low pan of like Smoke filling a movie theater, which is not something even I 
feel like I ever had to deal with. It was not cool even in 91. My dad talked to, I remember now, my dad mentioning when he was a teen smoker Mm -hmm. in the 60s, it was still like, you leave the theater to smoke. You you can't smoke in in the theater. Tallahassee, Florida, we had a smoking theater. It was the closest theater in my house, second run movies only, called Mugs and Movies, and it had a bar and (laughs) no no, no rows. It was like, everything was like a small Merv Griffin set. Like, swivel chairs and a table a thousand times all over and it was all smoking all aloud in the bar and there were like bar flies in there who were not there to see the movie in loud and raucous and weird and like <laughs> wow. I feel honored I was allowed <laughs> to see that and, I, I and like they uh, take a nice little shot at Ernest with Ernest goes somewhere I, that's, cheap that's what I'm mad about but Chris like, what movie was in uh, Cape Fear 91 that he was watching oh, oh fuck I don't know it's Pro- Problem Child oh, he was God, watching right. Problem Child that's right. which yeah. Gilbert Gottfried brings up in his interview with Indiana Douglas yeah that is so yes. right I He's literally watching that. Problem Child and laughing. Yeah, I have to say, only a psychotic human being would like this movie. But that <laughs> ended up to create the personas of uh, Scott Alexander and Larry Karaszewski, writers of Ed Wood and Big Eyes. And, that's uh, right, they did Zodiac. Problem Child. They, Holy that, shit. That was their that's right. right. Someone, described, someone asked them, like, is that why you decided to write biopics about people who don't deserve them mm-hmm. because you kind of got into this business in a way everybody hated you. That's right. <laughs> like well, you, you yeah. were very successful in a way nobody respected. And this could, <laughs> be, this could be the last Ernest joke on The Simpsons. I feel like, like even by this time Scared Stupid was a year I, ago, like two years ago. Ernest yeah. Cuts the Cheese isn't... Is, uh, is Ernest Cuts the Cheese is much earlier. But Yeah, like, I think it was a Gene and Reese thing. I don't think they were into... I would see... I could see Merkin saying Ernest jokes are so lame. Like, yeah. who, who makes fun of Ernest? There's small I mean, budget film. We just did it. We have a commentary on our Patreon, patreon.com slash laser time. If Ernest goes to jail, that movie is excellent and yes. really funny it is and great, amazing. Yeah. It's it's be- it's beautiful to look at. It's what but he gets magical powers. Amazing performances. Yes. It's ridiculous. Yes. It's, I, love when the, I love when the quiet guy who just pulls a fucking magnum out and just mm-hmm. points yeah. it at someone's face. Put the hammer down. It's the movie that dares to put the beloved children's character on death row yes. and <laughs> almost kill him. Yes. But 91 was scared stupid, I believe, or 92. And that was the last big budget box office Ernest movie period my yeah. rides again I, I was I went to the theater to see it, it must have been a small it, release then it had to, I never saw it had that to movie. open with uh, a short Mr. Bill of uh, Mr. Bill is wow. the president oh man and I, I was there with my buddy Scott and we were the only people in the theater opening there. that sounds like <laughs> Ernest circa 94 that was the last Ernest but that was after Scared Stupid but I love Jim Varney he's amazing but it, it was, it, it conclu- Scared Stupid concluded the Disney deal right and, and like I love I'm a big Disney fan I love showing you how desperate Disney was back in the day and I think the story was that like, Mike, was Michael Eisner was at a NASCAR event and like <laughs> a costume Mickey Mouse comes out. Yeah, whatever. Ernest comes out and it's like, oh, God is condescended from heaven! <laughs> Ernest! Ernest! So like, like, like uh, John Cherry and, and Jim Varney always owned Ernest, but Disney Disney kind of adopted him for He'll a while. tell us what to do. <laughs> yeah. I love, I love Ernest. Is there and, Ernest in this clip here? Oh, yeah. Public Library. Ah! Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't mind, we're trying to watch the movie. Help me get my head out of this toilet. (laughs) 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 Oh, really? Now that's too much. Ah, Oh, cousin Mary. You wrote me those letters. You awful man, stay away from my son. Oh, I'll stay away from your son, all right. Stay away forever. Oh, no. Wait a minute. That's no good. Hello. 
Wait, I've got a good one now. Marge, say, stay away from my son again. No! <laughs> That's uh, my like if I didn't do this already. I, that's my like. It's yeah. a great scene. It's it's a beautiful scene. The great subversion the of the dad being the more annoying one, yeah, not the criminal well, is great. Would, oh, really? You would have to know that's a scene from Cape Fear. Yeah, it's, it's the first Multiple time. Multiple times you have to know this. Yeah. I feel like it, it it plays well without that reference. I don't think the subversion works unless you know. That that's what happened in Cape Fear. I see. Yeah, and, th- th- this episode doesn't work so much. If you do- it's still a hilarious episode. Like, I, I loved it without seeing the movie. Yeah, and, and, and I only yeah. De Niro was sitting behind the family, not in yeah. front of the family. Uh, but he was smoking a cigar, laughing out loud. And they didn't know who he was, and they kind of like realized, oh, this guy who's been threatening me is right behind me and in our town. And it should be pointed out and, that all of Sideshow Bob's like cabana shirts are. <laughs> From that movie, yeah, because yeah. they they changed the setting, the yeah, Florida or something like that, yeah, yeah, and uh, I I also like that Homer is smoking an even bigger so- cigar, which is in the nineteen sixty eight Knoxville World's Fair. <laughs> I that makes me think it is a the Watford. It, it makes me think it's an Oakley and Weinstein joke because they would later make it a major plot point in the Spring Break episode. But that was the eighty two, the eighty two oh, in Knoxville. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know that because I was born in eighty two. So I'm like, that's uh, the year. I, was I think if you gave me My multiple, ch- but I'm but with World's them. Fair jokes are their territory. Yes. They're the best. If you gave me a time machine with four options and anything other than go to the World's Fair of this era, I will always choose <laughs> World's Fair. What the world thought the world would look like. We're going to kill this is, elephant. Is amazing. It like and then all, then we'll have Africans drinking Pepsi. It would be amazing. <laughs> uh, so then they have a workout scene with Sideshow yeah. Bob, which. That's totally from the Cape Fear. Oh, yeah. It, uh, especially the De Niro one. They, it was pretty much a scene to show off, like, look how in awesome shape Robert De Niro got for mm-hmm. this. It reminds me of the Seinfeld scene with Uncle Leo doing the same yes. exact uh, thing. Yeah. Exactly. But it was Hello tattooed on his knuckles or yeah. something. So he has love, love and hate on this one, but <laughs> spelled out the only way he could do with three fingers. Now... That is a reference to Robert Mitchum in Night of the Hunter. Yes, another great Mitchum movie. Yeah, so, which he's even more menacing in that, if you can believe it. I'm yeah. Oh, tonight. what a great movie. It's, it's I just, you mentioned movie. earlier the guy hired to beat up Robert De Niro's character. Yes. I love, it's a very quick reference and a, 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 a weird Simpsons character that will never appear again. He looks like Sinatra. Yeah. Yeah. But hired to beat up Sideshow Bob. Now, don't you fret. When I'm through, he won't set foot in this town again. I can be very... Very persuasive. Come on, leave town. No. I'll be your friend. No. Oh, you're mean. <laughs> I don't know why I like this so much. That sounded like mean. it was just the same clip. No. And again, you'd never know what that was. Yeah. You yeah. hadn't seen Cape Fear. Uh, I also, but the joke still works, though. It's just like I have it methods. I mean, another... But everything works better, and I had not oh, seen it, Cape Fear. It, it works I, so much better. The first 90 the times I saw this episode. Another yeah. one that's so direct is Wiggum setting up the doll with the wires attached yeah. to it to see when somebody came in. That's just from the film. And though I love that Homer was... Clearly been dreaming of, like, beating the shit out of Ned. Yeah. Like, hoo-hoo, boy. That was the up. first sign Homer wanted to kill Ned. The next one would be in Homer Loves Flanders. Like, you're going to get my <laughs> noggin a flogging? <laughs> well, yes. Uh, the, so, I'd say Homer in this episode... He is just a joke monkey. Like he is, he is not <laughs> yeah. active in the storyline. He's not invested in the story at all. Yeah. I'd say this is seventy-five percent jerkass Homer. Jerkass yeah. Homer, one hundred percent. I'd say is achieved it, in the it, hockey it, episode. Yeah, but this is seventy-five percent jerkass. You better Homer. win, right? <laughs> Here's your turn. Uh, but this is well. we have. 
all these clips will emphasize that, Hank. That like uh, this is him at Homer at two, just being just unobservant and awful. Mm-hmm. The following neighborhood residents will not be killed by me. Ned Flanders, Maud Flanders. Oh, isn't that nice? Homer Simpson, Marge Simpson, Lisa Simpson, that little baby Simpson. That is all. <laughs> Did you hear, Bart? <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I only the first time I ever noticed it this time mm-hmm. when Bob is driving by Flanders' house, the topiary angel is still drawn oh, in wow. front of it. It's oh, for like nice. three frames, but it's right there. I didn't notice that at I, all. You know, that was something you had to draw again. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was very interesting. But it was it was amazing that they put that in there. And, and this is the joke that I think most people remember. This from is it. the greatest. I the love it. Mr. Thompson portion. It's, it's so old school comedy, and comedy writers love things like this. And it this. kills so much time. Yeah. Yep. We have places your family can hide in peace and security. Cape Fear, Terror Lake, New Horror Field, Screamville. Ooh, Ice Creamville. Uh, no, Screamville. Ah! Tell you what, sir, from now on you'll be uh, Homer Thompson at Terror Lake. Huh. Let's just practice a bit, hmm? When I say, hello, Mr. Thompson, you'll say, hi, check. Hello, Mr. Thompson. Remember now, <laughs> your name is Homer Thompson. I got you. Hello, Mr. Thompson. Oh, now when I say hello, Mr. Thompson, and press down on your foot, (laughs) you smile and nod. No problem. Hello, Mr. Thompson. I think he's talking to you. (laughs) Uh, The mm. stupidest he's ever been. I mean, they really are breaking the show. They're making Homer pretty much brain dead. He can't recognize his own fake name. Yes. Yeah. The stopping on yeah. the foot. Hello, is, Mr. Thompson. I think his knee comes above the table. Yeah. He's not a gentle He's tap. not mm-hmm. gently doing it. And it's like a horse clopping out math problems. And it's great drawings of the rest of the family. Just like, yeah. God, we've been here two hours. And they're not even asking him to talk. Just smile and nod. Yes. And he can't even do that. And right before that, Homer wants to be John Elway yeah. and the Broncos. And the joke is... The, the Broncos that he gets a he gets a touchdown at the last minute, but still loses greatly to the Forty Niners. Which the, that's that's so hilarious now. The idea of like oh the Forty ers are so much better than the Broncos. The Forty ers haven't been in a Super Bowl in a very long time. Yeah. The Broncos have been in multiple ones since yep. then. Yeah, and Homer's and, wearing an old timey yeah, leather like helmet. Nineteen twenty leather that flashback. Uh, though they say th- though they say they're at Super Bowl the score of Super Bowl thirty, 30. and the actual <laughs> score of, third of Super Bowl thirty. Was Dallas twenty seven beating the Steelers seventeen? Gross, ah. gross. Uh, this is what makes me feel like it's a Family Guy episode. There's literally an episode where they, the family does this. Gilbert like, and Sullivan enters the frame, which I, I suppose they, is set up for the ending. If I wasn't researching this, I wouldn't know that this was like foreshadowing in a way. Mm, but this is yeah. not this is not from the HMS Penafort. No, it's but it's Chekhov's musical. Same, yeah, the same writers. You guys at the Bureau thought of everything. Hey, look, the FBI Light Opera Society seems to complete <laughs> Gilbert and Sullivan. Season lights from school are we? Pernice school girl well can be. Filled to the brim with girlish glee. Three little girls from school. Everything is a choice of fun. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's it's so it's great. Family Guy. And the, so that is from the Mikado, by the way, which Jesus. is which is um, very well. It's Orientalism, like mm-hmm. it was very early Orientalism of the late eighteen hundreds, where mm-hmm. they're Gilbert and Sullivan. It's the plot of the film Topsy Turvy, starring Jim Broadbent, but the. Mm-hmm. Um, Gilbert and Sullivan are kind of stuck like their their newest things haven't been as popular because mm-hmm. they're just like ah it's the same thing over and over again so yes. then they so <laughs> then they meet someone Japanese and we're like what is this place Japan because <laughs> in the in <laughs> uh, in the mid 1800s Japan for the first time opened up yep. their ports to like Come Americans and and English people so they got to know it, and it's about when the emperor comes to the small town of Titipu. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny, yes. It's, oh, boy. And so that's, I'm on board. Yes, and that <laughs> song Forum is, name available now. And that song is about how... Uh, how how proper Japanese girls act, and Jesus. so that's it's. But it it's a parody of what they thought Japanese society was when they spoke speak to people who don't know Japanese. But, uh, once the Simpsons get to Cape Fear, we're reminded that the episode has gone insane. But Homer, oh Homer and Bart's hats yeah. are a reference to Isle of Lucy when they went to California. Jesus, when Ethel yeah. and Fred Mertz went with L- Lucy and uh, and, and never would again. That is actually the cover to Simpsons Comics number one. Yep. Them driving with the hats Are you on. Kidding? I'm not kidding because I was subscribing to Simpsons Illustrated, which Bongo's ended, comics? and Bongo Comics number one had the hats on the characters. I love yeah. Simpsons Illustrated. But uh, again, this is full batshit Simpsons when and, they finally get to Cape Fear. Bob is under the car. Under the car. And the jokes of them running over like let's run bumps, over cactus is so great. Oh, this coffee's out, too hot. This coffee's too hot and in a mug. Yeah. <laughs> this coffee's too hot. Oh. Love this. <laughs> They're they make a commentary lake. like like did the just the voice actors standing around record that or they hire it definitely bring back... was the people who did it for the original yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah. but it also I can't place it doesn't no, sound like anybody in the cast place the voice either now um, yeah they didn't mention it in the commentary yeah no, they didn't and this is probably uh, the best joke of this entire act that Bob we'll... just becomes Wiley Coyote from yeah. that point forward once yeah. he's under the car he's Wiley Coyote but the... unkillable but hard, easy to maim and just... this joke is. Probably the fan favorite. I feel. Well, bad. I think we missed like Bob just getting marched oh, yeah. on by elephants and rakes. Oh, not the elephants the rakes and, oh. and the rakes. Yes, yeah. I also love that Homer oh. is wearing the uh, witness relocation program outfits, like just the shirts. Yes. But okay, let's talk about but how the rake. The rake scene happen. is insane, rake even scene. for the Simpsons. Uh, so basically, this episode was short on time, mm-hmm. and uh, Al Jean oh, was cars. editing it mm-hmm. and saying, "Let's add more rakes," and he realized <laughs> that. The more, more he, the more he added, the funnier it became. <laughs> so by the end, there are eight rake hits wow. to Bob's face that you can see. Nine if you them. count the one that's off screen. Yeah. Ten if you count the one that he does when he gets on the boat. So there yes. are ten total rake hits. Wow. But, but it's repeated scene again. Like they, they animated it <laughs> and then they redid it. So you can tell they even recycled back to the first thing because mm. even... I, I love the little animation to it. A cactus flies off his head. A chunk yeah. of cactus flies off his head when he gets hit with his. Because he's still rake. covered in like uh, cactus spines. bits. Yeah, yeah, from being under the car yeah. through the they, cactus patch. And it's so great that they're just cutting into the house and they're just having their conversation, and you can still hear him hitting, uh, hitting yeah. them outside. And if you watch that scene, he's just not even walking in any direction. He's yes. just I'm going to walk to the next rake. He has, a, him in the fa- face. he has a fan of rakes around him. The yeah. rainbow of if, rakes. If he didn't, if they didn't do these rake jokes in the episode 
Family Guy would not have a show. Yeah. Like, there's, yeah. there are, I'm not kidding, like, so many episodes are just based around this joke went on too long, mm. and that's the joke. Like, like uh, that Peter is Skinny so... is Neagle. Ow. Yes, it's the exact Or any yeah. Conway Twitty reference. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> All of them. Or the one where uh, Stewie has a slow reaction to sucking Peter's nipple. It was on TV <laughs> the other night. Yes, but uh, I, I love this joke. It changed, I would say it kind of affected american t- televised it, it, comedy it kind of invented a new form of joke i think so which they were building to we've seen yeah. takes on this like dental plan mm-hmm. the thompson joke is this one a bit too, yeah but dental plan the dental plan is the proto rake mm. joke it really is yeah man we're digging too so deep i love they this. only had the balls to do it five times this uh, is nine times yes. did nine times nine times uh, did anybody else recreate the rake scene I mean, it looked too I painful. I never drive. I thought about it every time I raked leaves after this. It is. Which the, I did a lot of in Ohio. It is <laughs> the most painful thing I've ever done to myself. It hurt. And I tried to, like, brace myself and everything. But, like, a rake handle coming at you that as fast as you can step on it, mm-hmm. it was the. It, it hurt so much yeah, four I mean, days. How can't it? I did it with no audience <laughs> just to see what would happen. Wow. Did you also um, go, the, uh, No, I believe I was like, I think my nose is gone. <laughs> and there's also a dent in my forehead. <laughs> like, oh, it got through my whole face. It was, oh, it was awful. Yowch. Uh, well, so then they have the elephants walking on Bob, which is when. That's when Bart knows Bob is in town, mm-hmm. and just the way his face contorts when the one Elephant steps, steps on, his on head, it, it's yeah. so great. Very Looney Tunes. It, it is. It is very Looney Tunes. And then when Bart runs in, saying mm-hmm. it, it's so great too. Like him with his little in. feet, like tapping up and down. Yeah, without and, moving. And this was the time I and noticed moving. that they the little touch of they brought their corn cob. Uh, curtains, curtains with yeah. them, and their little clock that they always have in the there. cat so, clock, right? Yeah, no, no, not the cat clock. The um, the one that's like sharp and pointy. Oh like yeah, that, that one. Pointy yeah. clock. Yeah. They were both in there that showed that was that was care that I feel the animators uh, definitely. Put into, yeah. yeah, and we see one tiny scene in this of Grandpa not being able to find his pills <laughs> because he doesn't know the family <laughs> left and he needs his pills. And we'll find out why in the finale of this yeah. episode. And it's also weird that amid all this Cape Fear stuff. <laughs> They then cut to Bob at the Bates Motel yeah. and just have like four seconds of a psycho joke, which is just very weird. Like, And there are stuffed you, birds in the background, yes, right? Yes, yeah. just to make it more psycho-y, but you just go like, you, you're in a very specific place with Cape Fear. You don't have to go to Hitchcock, and it's kind of confusing. Yeah. But maybe they're just like, ah, one more Hitchcock reference for the road, baby. Yeah, before we <laughs> blow this pop stand, yeah. Uh, but of all the, the entire houseboat sequence, this is the one most people remember. Before you go to bed, ah! <laughs> come on, let me cut you a brownie while they're still hot. Dad, I'm kind of edgy right now. I'd appreciate you not coming in my room screaming and brandishing a butcher knife. <laughs> Why? Oh, right. So the Sideshow Bob thing. Oh, I'm sorry, boy. Bart, do you want to see my new chainsaw and hockey mask? Ah! <laughs> oh. Sorry, what am <laughs> I, I thinking? thinking? Great uh, animation, it's, it's fantastic animation, so yeah. great. His yeah. eyes are like popping, and it's just great. And again, Homer is so stupid, <laughs> incredibly stupid. Has no <laughs> idea what's going. Oh, sideshow Bob! You right. said this was a Family Guy ass episode. Like yeah. that is Peter Griffin. That is yep. exactly Peter Griffin. Yeah, and again, uh, so. We have the family tied up after this, and I love the line, like, Dad's been drugged, and Marge is mad. No, he hasn't. And if I may that say- is such callousness. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. when you really dig into that, he's like, 
He could fall asleep now? Or he's drunk. I read it as he was drunk. He can sleep through a home invasion. No, he hasn't. Yeah. He could Uh, be drunk. I I only say to compare it to Family Guy, and I hate this about myself. I am a big-ass Simpsons fan. Yes. But uh, (laughs) cable television plays Family Guy 700 times a night. It really does. And they don't. (laughs) play the simpsons i don't have fxx but um okay. but i don't see the simpsons i see i can't You'll i see have family guy i have, TBS to, tr- and I have to dodge family guy like a fucking mind yeah, whenever i go on a never trip and i'm in a hotel family guy is on at least three times yes, whatever night i'm in a hotel channels, yeah and the simpsons isn't and it sucks and on bbc like coming up next is family guy, family guy. so bob makes his move and bart i love bart running it's again so time killer but i do love yeah. him running back and forth like oh yeah, yeah. and great yeah. animation of the electric eels and the crocodile yeah. or alligator i don't and know one of my favorite viral videos of the last year or so was the electric eel taking down an alligator it's amazing oh, oh i've gosh, seen that yeah, he just, that's turn incredible him, he like all of a sudden he just looks taxidermied he's just like arms spread out can't move wow electric eel escapes apparently they do exist so would you all like to know the history of the hms pinafore Boy, please tell me all right so first off it is a joke a pinafore is a flower you attach to your uh, shirt. It's kind of like a boutonniere. Who are the guys who so, make the flag signals? Uh, that semaphore. Yeah, Semi- <laughs> but yeah, pin- like the eighth podcast have done that. <laughs> so it, it's about a naval ship, a Royal Navy ship, <laughs> named after a flower. So it's you're already starting comedic. And is a Gilbert and Sullivan mm-hmm. light opera premiered May twenty eighth, eighteen seventy eight. Oh, and it is a musical very much about class and love on the high seas. And uh, just to give you the perspective of who Bob is singing as mm. at all times. So, uh, but it's the story of there's a captain and his daughter, Josephine, wants to marry a low class man named Ralph, who is in who's just a steerage guy, whilst he wants her to marry Sir Joseph, who is a much higher class guy. And then on comes to the ship a, a sad old woman named Buttercup, and poor, poor little Buttercup. She's, she's poor little Buttercup, and she holds a secret, and she won't tell why. I see. So, and it's actually a very like Oedipal, Oedipus turn here. So, there's a lot of drama of her wanting to marry below her station, her father not allowing it, him even saying like the the father, the captain falls in love with Buttercup, but says, "But you're so far below my station, I certainly can't marry you." <laughs> then comes the big reveal at the end when. Uh, she's ready to elope with Ralph instead uh, and just ruin her good name by doing so. Mm. Buttercup reveals that she cared for two children in her youth. Gasp! And <laughs> one, one was a boy of high class and one was a boy of low class. But they look so similar, she mixed up the babies. Wow. And one went to a different place. And that boy... <laughs> that nobody <one>, liked. <laughs> the turned around boys were the captain and Ralph. Wow. So, by the way, wow. this means wow. that, Ralph, that Ralph is the same age as her father. The man Josephine is marrying is the same age as her father, the captain. I'm lost. So, but, <laughs> so then the captain is like, oh, so Ralph should be the captain of the ship because he's higher class than me. Okay. Ralph becomes the captain. He, he's the man singing. He remains an English man at the end of the song. 
Or no, wait, that's no, that's a captain singing it. Oh. He remains an Englishman, and that's their statement of like, well, no matter your class, you remain an Englishman. And Buttercup then does get together with the captain. Ah, so that is the plot of uh, lightly most, of the HMS Pinafore. Most importantly, it's all public domain. Yeah. it's yeah. all free. Wow, that makes a lot of sense. Actually, yeah. it all sounds interminable, Henry. I, I love it. Watch it either. <laughs> I've heard all of these songs outside of The Simpsons. For some reason, wow. this is parodied more than any other uh, Gilbert and Sullivan. Oh, I would think musical. Pirates. To Penzance gets it. I've heard a lot of that too, but I feel like I I've... am the very model of a modern major general. I'm information, vegetable, animal, and mineral. So Barney I know does that in the space episode. The... Yeah, yeah. while doing the yeah. like cartwheels, I think. Yeah. yeah, I know the kings of England and the nope, lost after. Yeah, uh-huh. Hank. Why have we never done this at karaoke? No. Oh, because you go get no help. We will all lose. <laughs> uh, we'll all lose our voices singing it next time at karaoke. We're going to do it. Yeah, all right. Let's hear Sideshow Bob singing. Yeah, the, I, tr- uh, I truncated this a little all bit, the hits. but I love. I just love him. Obviously, I love the mop wig yeah but him singing like that develops he's about to kill bart and then goes into hit bart singing along and algene points out his devious plan is to go onto a boat and stab a small boy to death <laughs> stab bart until he's not alive yeah like that's the end of his goal oh, but all that work just to sell bart any last requests well there is one but nah no go on well you have such a beautiful voice. Guilty as charged. Uh-huh. Anyway, I was wondering if you could sing the entire score of the HMS Pinafore. Very well, Bart. I shall send you to heaven before I send you to hell. And a two, and a three, and... We sail the ocean blue, and our saucy ships of beauty. We are sober men and true, and attentive to our duty. Uncalled little buttercup, poor little buttercup, though I could never tell why. What never, no never, what never, hardly ever. I do love the end song he does. Yeah, I know it's not so part of the good. clip, but it's like, oh, he himself so, has said. Oh, that song, What Never, that's the captain talking about how he would never say a swear word, except he occasionally does. Hardly yeah. ever is when he says the no, big never. D, which, I've is, heard, which oh, is damn. <laughs> the big not, D. Yeah. I've heard a lot of parodies of that song in particular, uh, uh, like on Tiny Toons, Animaniacs, yeah, of course. I, I don't know, does that great clip of... Um, Kelsey Grammer and Conan. I, part of me wants to imagine Kelsey Grammer being a dick about being Sideshow Bob and not mm. showing up as often as he was asked. But I think from last year's Halloween costume, if you saw that online. Yeah, that's right. He looked like Chrono Trigger. He <laughs> covered himself in yellow paint. Yeah. Chrono Triggered himself. And just like <laughs> Sideshow Bob, he's in the, he's in the Riot Chrono Universal. He, he clearly likes it. And like, and, yeah. and I'd, rather, a, I'd rather see him dressed as Sideshow Bob than naked eating food. Ah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's on, he was on Conan. And, ta- and like you wouldn't even know he's there to talk about the show Boss because he's talking with Conan about being Sideshow Bob. Yeah. And he, he mentioned that like he would just come into the voice acting studio just singing and like and that's that's where the inspiration came from like give bob a bunch of singing lines beautiful i mean that is it becoming it's how you want kelsey Grammer to emerge into any room just coming singing i mean bart just saying you've got a beautiful singing voice but they made him sing in the first episode he sings yes uh every time every time we we say say goodbye goodbye. (laughs) yeah the ending... The Cole Porter song. The the relatively new compared to the Gilbert and Sullivan <laughs> yes. Cole Porter song. It's like 80 years newer. Co- covered by copyright. Yes. Um, 
But the ending is among my favorites ever. I love yes, it. Uh, again, written by the season five team, I believe. So uh, uh, Al Jean name checks Jace Richdale, a season five and six writer, wow. for coming up with the. Uh, you're lucky you were by this brothel. I yeah. love that. I never got yeah. that as a kid. That yeah. they're like, oh, brothel. Oh, this all, all this shit it's a good was... thing you drifted by this brothel. Is the and line. that's why they're in robes. robes. Yeah, yes, they were just all with their their ladies. But it's Wiggum at his fun, like my my favorite kind of Wiggum. Do what he says. By Lucifer's beard! Ah, uh, yeah. It's a good thing you drifted by this brothel. I knew I had to buy some time, so I asked him to sing the score from the HMS Pinafore. Ooh, a plan fiendishly clever in its intricacies. Homer, who Take are him you? away, boys. Hey, I'm the chief here. Take him away, toys. What'd you say, chief? Do what the kid says. <laughs> And Chief then, Wiggum sucks. And then season four ends with a joke about a man dating a man woman. And it ends just... with a more clumsy ADR where I feel like yes. it was supposed to end with the heart closing on the screen and them doing the American, um, sorry, Love American Style, bum, 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 yes. which we've seen a lot. But they don't play the music. And instead, there is a, a extended scene of dialogue off screen with no animation. Just with... to get him four more seconds, yeah. it feels like. But I, it, It's like I Grandpa per- is like, I don't, I, there's Something you should know about me and Jasper's like I've got Stephen Eady tickets, which is a like an old timey Hollywood mm-hmm. act that eventually became like a Las Vegasy kind of show. Stephen Eady were just two pretty good lounge singers who got yeah. famous for doing covers of all the hits. If you wanted a safe version of songs that were popular, they would do them. They toured until 2013 when Edie died. Yikes! That's when they stopped. What's her last name? Uh, well, E Y D I E. I think yeah. it's, it's Steve and Edie. Yes. When I was a kid, I thought, I was like, "Who's Steve and Edie?" Yeah. Who's the Steve and Edie man? But yeah, Grandpa apparently becomes a woman without his pills. I do like that. Yeah. Which? What are these pills that prevent yeah. him from? And that. But he has like makeup on and like very eyelashes. Strange. Yeah. And then also that I do like that he kisses Jasper. Like you yeah. know, I'm all I'm yours. All yours. Yeah. Kiss. But There's only so much time on this earth. Get it it is such a it is such a, like that's the end. It's like, it's, it's a weak it? ending like yeah. the uh Crusty gets canceled ending where it's like, is this the bus to the Civic Center? And Yeah, yeah. They just and, didn't have a great line to go out on. And this is what brings down the curtain on the first era of the Simpsons, yes. the true mm-hmm. first years of the Simpsons. Next week we'll have so a new showrunner. A bunch of new writers, so much to talk about with season five. This isn't one of my, I don't like it more than Mr. Plow. It is not my favorite of season four, but it is close to it. I yeah. do love this one very, very much. Uh, this, like, on this viewing, it's been one of my favorites. I, lo- in the last I like weeks. how there are no rules yep. in this episode, and you can tell yeah. they're just like, fuck it, let's just make the funniest shit ever. Homer is insane. That last line, it's like a plan fiendishly clever in its intricacies. Intri- <laughs> yes. Intricacies. That is not a Homer thing he would ever say. It embraces being a cartoon in terms of animation rather than like a lot of comedy, live action comedies you see today that are like cartoons, but not animated. Mm. It does everything. It does things only a cartoon can do, and it's beautiful. Yeah. I would only put Mr. Plow and Monorail ahead of this one in season four. Like these are the only, uh, those are the only ones I'd put ahead of it in season four. We're in production, season five, people. You're not in production to the wrong episode. season four. Okay? It's, it matters. Come on. I guess. It really matters this one. Look, when we're the season premiere of season six and we're like, well, Bart of Darkness was a production five one. That it one doesn't, doesn't matter, matter yeah. as much. That one doesn't matter. Same showrunner, same writers, same this staff. This one matters. Yeah. This one really matters. This is really them saying goodbye uh, to yeah. everyone going off to their cushy development deals. Yeah. And I thank all of them for their amazing 
work. It, it's this mm. is this is a, this feels like an end of an era of the Simpsons to uh, talking Simpsons as well. Mm. We'll be talking about very different writers, very different yeah. animators too. Mm. A lot of the animation staff changes. Digging like, into who David Merkin is, what he worked on before, a lot what his of point weird of view stuff is. about David Merkin. Yeah, There's some weird stuff. Uh, not the not the friendliest guy to work with. <laughs> no, but hey, I can't. He did this. He did get a life. He, yeah, he, he get he, he's got his name on some good stuff. The Edge, even. Yeah, which I watched all of the, Heartbreakers, the, the, the Jennifer Knight, Aniston, yeah. Wayne Knight, Julie Brown With ensemble a, I think a couple sketch of comedy. Square One cast members. Oh are dear on lord! Well, yeah, <laughs> wow. But so see, so long, Gene and Reese. We'll see you soon because you uh, once the critic comes to town, we'll be seeing them. You'll again. be back. Yeah, uh, Gene will be back in season thirteen yeah. uh, to run this show for the uh, forever. I think <laughs> until someone dies. And I mean, though, like technically, Meyer, George Meyer, John Beatty, Schwarzwelder left. Yeah, but they're still credited writers on episodes in season five. But it yeah. seemed like more of a freelance position type thing. Uh, Meyer would come staff. back in ninety nine. Schwarzwelder would stay with the show until around two thousand, two thousand one, I mm-hmm. think, and, until uh, he became the writer of, uh, of novels. novels yeah which are all great so all yeah funny. all right thanks for sticking with us throughout talking simpsons another long episode but it's the end of season four officially we'll be back next week with another great episode Start, starting season five i can't wait i've been your host bob mack you can find me on twitter as bob servo i also write for fandom.com every day writing about video games and somethingawful.com every other thursday writing a comedy article for you and my other podcast is retronauts every monday at retronauts.com it's a classic gaming podcast please check out our bart versus the space mutants episode <laughs> it is basically a secret talking simpsons episode where we talk about a terrible game for like 45 minutes we dig so deep into bart versus the space who, who mutants i'm so proud of that, that episode that's nick daniel yeah it's beautiful he's so it's great really so thank you nick for that please yeah. go to retronauts.com mm-hmm. or look for retronauts in your podcast device for retronauts stuff mm-hmm. everybody else H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter. You can find my rantings there. And also, uh, you can follow my work on Fandom.com, where I write about video games every ding-dong day. And also, this show, as always, is brought to you by Patreon.com slash LazerTime. Any support there helps to keep the show going, and the show wouldn't exist without that support. We dreamed of doing the show for a very long time and finally got to, partially thanks to Patreon and using the first season yep. as an incentive on there. That's where the season wrap-ups live. 13 it's- episode pilot. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's where the season four wrap-up's going to be, and there may... We have may... season one, two, and three wrap-ups? Yeah, yeah. 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 And no, two, three, and four. Two, two three, three, and four, four. Yeah. No, yeah. And, yeah. And remember, these guys, Bob and Henry, both do this in their off time. Pro boner. Yeah. Like So, like, this happens after dark. If you ever wanted more of these... Contributing to something would be nice. Give yeah. me your money. Well, not, it not, it'd be Buy my book! Uh, oh, that's the other thing. <laughs> this, uh, this show was executive produced by Margaret H. Uh, and many other fine folks at patreon.com slash laser time. Uh, they keep the whole laser time ship afloat, including the show Laser Time. Oh, shit, I had something I wanted to tie it back into this very episode, and I forgot it. But there, Laser Time's a topic-based pop about, culture there show. There must be one about remakes like Cape Fear was. Yes, and uh, twin movies and uh, yeah, a bunch of other fun stuff. Yeah, remakes that are better than the originals. I know we did that. We've we've talked about cinema's most confusing timelines, mm-hmm. uh, dead media formats, bad Beatles covers. Man, the show sounds really fun, and I helped to make it. And <laughs> there's I mean, almost 300 damn episodes of There's a lot. By now. All there available for free, but you can help us keep making them by going to patreon.com. So I'm like Margaret here. Uh, and there's where there you can find exclusive weekly uncensored commercial free bonus episodes 
uh, bonus time, tentative title. It's been uh, about sixty episodes. <laughs> um, it's been like a hundred. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a lot, and yeah. uh, like almost a hundred movie full length movie commentaries with your friends here wow. uh, at the very this very table and video and uh, wrestling commentaries over there, and including a wrestling show uh, once a month, cheap podcast. Yeah, brand new. So many good times there. Tons of great stuff. Patreon. Yeah. Dot com slash lazy time. And check out 302010 and Video Game Apocalypse if you're into video games. All, uh, all these guys have been great. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with Homer Goes to College. See you then. infotainment.